Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As for being a part of the show every week, you know where I'm coming from? I'm coming from Atlanta. 680 The Fan, our studios here. But uh, I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house a home. It's Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. They're great folks at Rocket Mortgage, and we appreciate them being a part of what we've got going on here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Bobby says, for many years I wondered how stupid people were who couldn't tell that was Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson behind those masks on the Batman show. But today I would like to apologize to all those folks that I knew pre-COVID who I now fail to recognize in public because of the mask. Bobby Raider, you're smart, man. It's the truth, too. (laughs) Absolutely. Out in Tennessee. Good job, Bobby. That made me laugh this morning. WXSM. That made me laugh. Very funny. I, I always wondered about that. Now, I'm surprised Bobby brings that up. The Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. And that nobody understood there was Batman and Robin. I mean, I didn't even. Robin? Seriously, you couldn't tell that was Robin? It's a piece of cloth on his face. You couldn't tell that was. And then this young kid, this high school kid, is hanging out with a grown man, and they're both wearing tights. So that would, in today's day and age, you'd be like, okay, something's not right here. Something's not right about this situation. And then you couldn't tell, like, wait a minute. Never, I've, I've never understood that either. But worse than that, Superman. Of all the stupid concepts. So, Clark Kent, you couldn't tell that was Superman? Lois Lane couldn't tell that was Superman? Lois Lane couldn't tell. The person she worked with every single day was Superman. He wore glasses. That's the only difference. He was running around in his underwear as Superman, but he was wearing glasses. Same stature, same hair. He just took off a pair of glasses. Like like glasses are a disguise. Never understood it. These masks, though, it does really change things. What I found is I have to repeat everything three and four times. You're uh, placing an order. What? What did you say? What? What did you want? Unsweet iced tea with extra lemon. That is my Dunkin' Donuts go-to. Kevin, Walt, do you have a, uh, do you have a Dunkin' Donuts go-to order? 
No. For your, you know, so you're not a coffee drinker. No, or a I tea hate drinker? coffee. Don't put it near me. I I, I won't. I I've won't never even had, touch it. I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. I'm with you. I mean, I had, had one, and then I thought it tasted disgusting. See now, my wife, being of Latin descent, she has the the she drinks the coffee with five creams. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. It's like you she's got milk. It's like a glass of milk. And then you got to put the sugar in the splendor. No, no, that. no, no, no. She doesn't do any sugar. No, no, but it's people just, do that. Oh, gosh. You know what's the one thing that really annoys me? What's that? When, you know, you're on the highway or like, and you see like a Starbucks and a Dunkin' and it's like a 30-minute wait. People are really that desperate to get their coffee fixed. You're willing to wait 30 minutes to wait online for your well, that's Paul Grande Frappuccino or whatever. Well, that's, that's the that's the whole thing. Is that that's I'm, the one see, thing I, that irks me. And you see, is I just won't. And and no offense to Starbucks, who they're they're great great people. But unless I am absolutely at gunpoint that I need some caffeine, mm-hmm. I am never paying. I'm not paying four bucks for an iced tea. When I can pay a dollar eighty nine or a dollar seventy nine, or just go up at and get like you know me, I'm an energy drink guy. So oh, are like, you really? Oh yeah, I, I should be a sponsor I be, yeah, for Bang You better energy. hope. You better hope that Doctor Roth is not listening, my doctor. You oh, better well. hope he's not listening. Well, we'll find they out. Are if not, he calls they in. are not good for you. I mean, they I drink not the monsters, and then I've tried the Bang energy drinks, but that's like liquid cocaine. It's like three hundred milligrams. That's what I've heard. It, I've heard they're terrible. It, I mean, they like taste they bet, good. I yes. only I only drink those. When, like, I'm doing, like, an overnight shift or, okay. l- like, couldn't sleep. Like, I only got maybe, like, three so hours. So, wait a minute. You're working, night. like, an Amy Lawrence shift and you're doing the and you're doing a bang energy? Yeah. That'll, it, I got to be on. back here at 3 a.m. tomorrow. Come on. Amy is, like, a... I well, mean, I'm, not doing a, I'm not doing Amy's show No, but, a, but Amy, though, would be, like, a, like, she doesn't even need the bang energy drink. No, because and she's, she's knocking off the walls. Yeah. She, but she, she doesn't drink them, does she? I mean, I see her with uh, coffee uh, or tea. But... Oh, with coffee or tea, yeah. Yeah, I'm but no, I'm the like I said, I, I should be the sponsor for Bang Energy because I'm the only one that <laughs> that has. You might them. be. You and might listen, be when this I, gets done. I only drink them when I need to. Like I got it. Like I, okay. I have a whole different schedule. Like right. I, I, I produced you today. I, I produced right. Robin and Ken yesterday. I got to be okay. back here at three a.m. I, I'm not going to be sleeping for the next couple there of days. You go. So you see? know what? If it's as long as I get All to right. work on time and do the deed, then. All right, behind the curtain to the listeners. Mm-hmm. So yesterday you had to uh, Robin Lundberg, mm-hmm. and then you great. had to, and then Ken Carmen, mm-hmm. and then me. Yeah. Okay, lowest maintenance host to deal with <laughs> of that trifecta. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Lowest maintenance. Come on. Now, lowest you maintenance. You guys are all good. No, I, I, I no, 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 no. We can all be good hosts. Lowest maintenance. Who do you have to worry about the least? Who do you have to, no. you, and you, Robin, I mean, I would say Robin. Really? You have to worry about him the least. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't Lundberg? worry about anyone. I, no, I, but I mean, you have to worry about Lundberg the least. I can't be any more turnkey, right? No, but uh, the computer but, turns it on. The yeah. computer turns us on. We talk 900 miles apart. Got everything under works. control. Say it works. It works. But no, it, it's, it's good and easy to work with you guys, though. No, well, that's good. It's, that's good. It's never hard. That's good people. Good people, all good people. We got a lot of good folks here at CBS Sports Radio. Uh, where do I go? Do I go to? Uh, to I'm trying to make sure the top that the callers that are uh, okay. Do I all callers off so I can go on? Okay. Uh, if you want to get in with us, you can at eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four CBS. Our toll free line brought to you by our friends at Geico. Great news! Quick way you can save money: make the switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in fifteen minutes you can save fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. That is something that everybody 
should be thinking about doing. Uh, the Knicks really stick to their script, don't they? They try to reinvent the wheel. Something that doesn't need to be reinvented. Something that, you know, really just it already exists. It's not hard to be able to figure out the format for building a strong organization. The New York Knicks have never figured it out. They've never copied the program. They've never learned or to hire the right people. Uh, they've never, they, they just constantly make wrong moves. Tom Thibodeau coming in as the coach of the Knicks. Just a quick word. It's more of the same old, same old. So you don't, they never think out of the box. What did the Boston Celtics do? What did Danny Ainge do? Danny Ainge, who is a out-of-the-box thinker, manages to make moves and create championship-type clubs with old guys. And then he manages to maneuver his roster and not having to go through a desperate rebuild to be able to create a whole new roster that had a chance to compete for NBA championships, to be relevant, to be really, really good, while totally changing the identity of the franchise. Completely different style of play, age of players, things like that. Danny Ainge doing those out-of-the-box moves. And one of them being Brad Stevens. Now, I do not think Brad Stevens is, uh, is Phil Jackson. But I do know that Brad Stevens is better than most. Better than most. And for you to be able to go out there and hire a Brad Stevens, who, by the way, was not on anyone's radar to be an NBA coach. There was nobody talking about it. There was nobody talking about it. Nobody was talking about Brad Stevens leaving Butler, I guess, Butler, to come and join an NBA team. There was no discussion of that. And it's an out-of-the-box move that pays off. So what did the Knicks do? Tom Thibodeau. How many times do you go to the same well, NBA? How many times do you go to that same, first of all, a young team? A bunch of young guys? Tom Thibodeau doesn't fit to me. It, it does, it's not a hire that fits. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But that's what the Knicks do. Well, this guy had mild success somewhere else. Let's see if we can bring him in here and, and maybe he'll have mild success here. Because, hey, mild success with the Knicks? They would close New York public schools in celebration if New York public schools were open. They would actually celebrate that. Just dumb. Just the Knicks, the Knicks continue to Nick. That's what they do. They continue to Nick over and over again. We got some great reaction this morning to the WNBA story. Just that, that look, sports and politics has been a big part of the discussion today. And we'll get some of those calls after the bottom of the hour on the topic. But there's been a lot of discussion on sports and politics and where they, where they intersect and where they don't where they should and where they shouldn't intersect. Uh, it appears that the majority of the feedback we've received is that people don't want politics and activism during their sporting event. If you're like me, I thought the other night that Dodger 
the Dodger Giants game, and I was watching that in Vegas. I thought that ceremony before the game was moving. And I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I don't want the constant, I don't want the intro into the game. As long as it is not into the game itself, social activism, politics, or any of the sort, as long as it not is a part of the game, I'm fine with it. I thought that the NBA uniforms, i got to tell you, that the messages in the back of the NBA jerseys was going to be potentially a problem. Uh, I didn't know how it would be policed. I don't like the fact that the NBA is so cowardly that they won't let you buy a jersey and put free Hong Kong on it because that doesn't fit their business model. So social activism and human rights ends at the U.S. border. Well, North American borders, because there are teams in Toronto. Uh, so for the NBA, just the human rights and social activism ends at where the dollars are made. So be damned, the social rights of people in Hong Kong and China. Just, just ignore those. Those aren't important. They stop at the U.S. border or the North American borders. But I, it seems overwhelming today that people are quite... Look, okay with messages, okay with athletes with their forums, but we're tuning into baseball games, football games, basketball games, and otherwise to have it be about the sport. Have it be about the sport. And the more that the sports come back, hopefully we get into a little less during the games, less activism, more athletics. NFL training camps are opening. I told you last Sunday there was going to be no delay. There was going to be no problem with this. But did the players get what they want, and did the owners get what they want? Who won the little negotiation war? L.H. Short Parks joins us from WIP. Uh, coming up, it's the John Kincaid Show. This is CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Follow along at John Kincaid. And follow our next guest, Elliot Short Parks. It's a very long name. It's a very, it's a very, but once you follow him, there's not many people, E-L-I-O-T, S-H-O-R-R, Parks. Follow him, I do. And he's the Eagles reporter for 94 WIP, the place where I did my first on-air shift ever. It launched this great ship that is John Kincaid's career, which has hit many an iceberg. How are you, ESP, this morning? How are you, buddy? <laughs> doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I'm very disappointed that I am not going to see you at your birthday for my daughter's, uh, you know, my dad-daughter trip that we do every year because it doesn't look like fans in the stands for me to be able to come up for an Eagles game this year. And looks like it's, it's a bit of a mess, and it's something that I look forward to. And this year, Eagles-Cowboys, day after your birthday, right? Yeah, and, you know, last year you came up for the pregame show. You had yes. the crowd going, so... It's certainly a, it's certainly a disappointment. I will say, you know, Eagles game, much like uh, games around the league, it's always way more exciting before the game. You have the stand, the fans out there, fans in the stands. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, but uh, at least it looks like we're going to have football. Why is it though that the NFL, or I mean, it, it does not have a little more of a hammer that, like in Atlanta, they they're going to have fifteen to twenty thousand fans. Uh, you're going to have other t- other places where they're going to have fans in the stands. Um, I would have thought the NFL owners would have a little more clout. 
Yeah, look, I, I think uh, just because they're having fans in the stands in Atlanta doesn't mean that's the right decision and that's what everyone around the league wants to do. No, I, know I get the you. Eagles are, yeah, the, the, Eagles, the Eagles are preparing. They sent out an email uh, this week to their season ticket holders saying that there are preparing for potential outcomes where you would have fans in the stands. Uh, I think it's going to be a state-by-state thing. The good news for Eagles fans is it seems like Pennsylvania is handling uh, this better you know, than, than some other places. So I wouldn't shut the door on fans being uh, there in Philadelphia, but it, it just isn't looking good. It's going to be a little different. All right, so yeah. training camp begins this week. You're a guy who is usually immersed in being on the sidelines and, and being there and bringing everybody all the details. How do you go about doing that job, and how do your peers around the NFL do it with training camps opening up this week? Is there going to be any? Is there going to be any contact, or is it all going to be Zoom? Are you going to be able to get your eyeballs on anything, or is it all closed? So it's definitely going to be very different. Uh, you know, I've, I've tracked every Carson Wentz throw at practice since he was drafted. So I'm, yes, I'm you big have. on training camp. I'm big on training camp. I love it. It's my favorite time of the year. The good news is, even though it's going to be different, I do believe that reporters are going to end up getting. Uh, a fair amount of access. I mean, the, the players are going to report, at least the, the last day they can report, is on Tuesday. They're going to have about a two-week ramp-up period where it'll be mostly just strength and conditioning, lifting, that type of thing. And you'll probably see the first padded practice on August 17th. Now, I would guess that there's going to be 14 or so practices that reporters will get to be at this season. And you'll be able to watch practice, certainly, you know, report on what's happening. There'll still be that going around the league. What's going to be different, though, is I would be surprised if any reporter – uh, was face-to-face with a player all year. Uh, almost all interviews are going to be over Zoom. I don't think I'll even see Doug face-to-face this year. Uh, there's a small chance of that. But, yeah, so it's going to be certainly be very different. But the good news is, you know, a month ago, there was talks and maybe only one reporter practiced every day. It does look like there's going to be a fair amount of media there to report. It does. Uh, I can tell you, talking to two Major League Baseball players via text this week, they're loving not having to do daily media in person. Mm-hmm walking out of the locker room in a towel and having to answer questions if they're standing there in their underwear dripping in a towel. Uh, I wonder if this is going to be something going forward that players are going to push for. You know, get get the media out of our locker rooms. Get the media, let's do this, we can do this another way. It's possible. Look, I mean, if you look at how the NFL draft went um, with everyone doing it from home, you know, teams talked afterwards about how they might implement some of the way they did that in the next year's draft. Now, I don't think you're going to see everybody at home again, but with the league being forced to do so many things differently this year, there will be things that are picked up. Now, obviously, selfishly, I hope that the media out of the locker room is not one of them. Uh, I think it's important to get to know these guys uh, on a you know day-to-day basis. It's how you get better stories. It's how you better understand what's going on. But you're absolutely right. I mean, the players don't like media being in the locker room. That's their space. It's where they're getting changed. I mean, after the game, it's where they're kind of cooling down. And, you know, sometimes they say things in the heat of the moment that they might not say if they were doing it an hour later on Zoom. So for the players, it's a good thing. For the media, not so much. Uh, but, it's yeah, I, I really do hope that it does not become an every year thing. Elliot Shore Parks from uh, WIP in Philadelphia joining us here. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. So the, the, a lot of talk has been made about with the, with the training camp changes with no preseason games. How much of an advantage is it to existing coaching staffs, to long-tenured coaching staffs? You cover one in Philly. Do you see it as a huge advantage because these guys are more entrenched than the new coaches? Like, you got three new coaches in the NFC East trying to get their teams together without playing preseason games. 
I think it's a huge advantage in, in two ways. The, the obvious way is the football uh, part of it, right? I mean, Mike McCarthy in New York, uh, Joe Judge in oh, – sorry, Mike right. McCarthy in Dallas, Joe Judge in New York. You know, they, they're implementing new systems, Ron Rivera in Washington. So there's, there's that difficulty. They didn't have that off-season aspect part of it. So Doug uh, in Philadelphia clearly has a big advantage. He's been there for four years. Him and Carson have worked together. He's going to run the same offense. So I think there's that advantage. But the other part of it that I don't think gets talked about enough that I think is a huge, huge advantage is if you're Doug, you already have a relationship with all your players. This is going to be one of the weirdest seasons in the history of the league, both with the COVID stuff and then also all the social justice issues going on. So if you're Mike McCarthy, Joe Judge, Ron Rivera, not only do you have to implement a new system, you have to get to know these guys in a, in a situation that's going to be very different and, frankly, a situation that's going to require a lot of trust. I mean, the players in Philadelphia – trust Doug and they feel that he's doing what's best for them. If you're a player in one of these new, uh, on a team with a new head coach, you don't have that trust yet. So I think there's two aspects where Eagles will have a big advantage of getting through this season. I saw where you were commenting on the Jamal Adams trade, so I wanted you to be able to share that thought. Uh, it very, very much dovetails with what my opinion was of it. I can't believe what they paid and how they got that price, how Joe Douglas got that price out of Seattle yeah. when everybody knew he had to be moved. Well, it's interesting because a year ago, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey, everyone knew he had to be moved. Everyone knew he wanted out, and the Jaguars still got a pretty good return for him. It shows it really only takes one or two teams to create a bidding war. Jamal Adams is a fantastic player. He's young. He can be a cornerstone. He, he fits in Seattle. Like, I do like them acquiring Jamal Adams. But two first-round picks for any player that's a safety is pretty outrageous. It just doesn't – they don't impact the game that two, the way two first-round picks can Plus, I think they gave up a fourth and maybe even another pick. So it was, it was just a, a huge overpay. You then have to pay him a new deal in a world where the salary cap is going to take a dramatic drop, and you're already paying Russell Wilson. Now you're going to be paying franchise-type money to a safety. So he's going to have to be a, a huge impact for this to be worth it. And as good as Jamal Adams is, and he might be the best safety in the league, if not you know, at worst top five, I don't think he can be good enough to kind of uh, bring back what they put into him. Before I get you out of here, because I know you got to go, is the uh, the Eagles salary cap situation amongst other teams yeah. now that they know going forward what the impact is going to be next year in 2021? How desperate is it for them? And do you think there's some other teams in a similar boat? There aren't many teams in the same boat as the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are if it, if it does come does come in next year at 175 million, the Eagles are 70 million dollars over the salary cap. And the tough part is they only have eight players on the roster where if they were to cut them, they save over a million dollars. So they, there aren't real obvious moves. They can get rid of a few of the veteran wide receivers, but they need the young receivers to step up to do that. You can redo Carson Wentz's deal, but you need him to stay healthy to feel confident extending him a, a bond, uh, beyond, beyond a, few, a few next year. So I, I do think that the Eagles will find a way. I mean, Howie Roseman and Jake Rosenberg are some of the best salary cap people in the league, but I've been covering the team for eight years. I've been following my whole life. I don't remember a time the Philadelphia Eagles were in this type of financial trouble. So with the, the COVID revenue loss is going to impact the Eagles probably more than it will any other team in the league. I'm going to uh, just have to find ways to harass you on Twitter if I don't get to uh, see him. My, my favorite thing when I get the John right. Kincaid notification, <laughs> so I look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you, Elliot Short Parks. Appreciate your time, buddy. Nope. No problem. Talk to you soon. Got to love it. Temple made, much like myself, at Temple University, Al. Elliot Shore Parks. Follow him on Twitter. Just type in the name. Get it because it's very, very difficult to find. A lot of letters. A lot of letters there. That NFL salary cap situation for 2021 is going to be incredibly intriguing. 
because it is going to require teams to get very, very creative. The teams who have creative front offices with the cap are the ones in a best situation to be able to handle said situation. There's going to be a lot of big decisions got to be made. Financially, there are going to be teams that are going to be up against it. And as you heard Elliot say there, the Eagles are one of them that is going to have to make some real, real decisions on being able to figure out how they're going to maneuver through this time. It's going to be a, uh, it is going to be very, very interesting to watch and a story that we will be following here on the John Kincaid show. So last night we go to dinner after church and we go to a chain restaurant uh, after church and the Lakers are playing Orlando I believe in the bubble. And there were guys in the restaurant. So probably like our table and then there's social distance. So there was every single other, every other booth was open and every other table was open on the floor. So they're spaced out. Every guy is trying to act like they're paying attention to their wives at dinner. And I may or may not have joined in that prospect. I may have missed out a little on the conversation and uh, glancing at the TV, watching Bron Bron and the Lakers in a game being played, an exhibition game being played in the bubble. And it was glorious. It was glorious. In fact, we had a gentleman there with a very, uh, we met them on the way into the restaurant, social distancing, of course. We met them on the way into the restaurant. And a uh, guy coming in, very attractive wife with him. And he's got his, uh, the Black Mamba mask. He's got the Kobe Bryant tribute mask on. I mean, this is all in. And then the, the Kobe t-shirt, too. So he's got a Kobe Lakers t-shirt. He's got the Black Mamba mask. And all during dinner, my daughter goes, Dad, that man turns his head every two seconds to watch the TV. He couldn't get enough. And it was glorious. Because then my wife goes, it's not just him, honey, she says to my daughter. It's not just him. It's every guy in this place, including your father. They keep looking at the screens. We haven't had sports in months. We've got sports now. First thing I did, I'm getting out of church yesterday. First thing I'm doing, I want to know, how did the Braves game end? What did the Phillies do? What's going on here? I'm putting on my own radio station, getting out of church. Waiting to hear. Okay, well, well, how did that Braves game end? And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What's the Phillies score? Oh, oh, yes. Rio Muto just did a three-run homer. It's glorious. And I will give you the unadulterated facts that the best sport The best investment I make any year in sports. I love the NFL Sunday ticket. That's a great expenditure. So if you're talking about money well spent, the NFL Sunday ticket to me is absolutely glorious. There is nothing I wouldn't do without to get it. But the Major League At-Bat app, free commercial. The At-Bat app, from Major League Baseball. And by the way, if you're a T-Mobile customer, you get it. Uh, you get the MLB TV for free with it. 
The MLB at Bad App is awesome. Absolute awesomeness. It's awesome. Fantastic. Best app in sports, period. Love it, period. I can listen and I can see that a game is really, really tight, late innings. I can go and listen in on the radio broadcast or go watch it live on my phone. What am I, George Jetson? It's awesome. So 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS if you want to get in with us. This is the John Kincaid Show. Yeah, follow along, would you? Love it when you're aboard the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I had a um, fine listener, and I want to make sure that I say hello to Derek. Derek from Las Vegas, who wanted to say hello. And so he saw... (laughs) He saw that I was uh, watching the game in the sports book at Bellagio the other night. He drove over to Bellagio, parked, came into the sports book, and found me. And he said, I, I wanted to meet you. And, and so Derek says hello. Uh, then he's like, just we talk for like two minutes, and then he's just walking, going to walk away. He goes, okay, I- I- I'll see you later. I said, Aren't you watching the game? And he goes, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I said, you just drove over here. I said, aren't you going to watch the game? And Derek sat for like a couple innings and watched the game. He had to get up early the next day. But he sat there and watched the game, social distance, a chair away, but watched the game. And I was like, why don't you sit here and watch the game a little bit? He came over. So, Derek, thank you very much for coming on by and seeing me the other night. That was fun. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Mitch from New Jersey joins us. Mitch, where are you from in Jersey? South Jersey, North Jersey, Central Jersey? I would say Central. East Central. So you're near East Rutgers? Oh, okay. You say you're near Rutgers? Uh, I'm closer to Princeton. You're closer um, to Princeton. I'm miss All right, good. It's, I'm nine miles. I love going to the football games. Uh, guys are a little tall me playing running back, but they're not there because they're not, very few make it to the pros, and they, I don't follow them, but it's just great. It's entertaining. That but, is good. Uh, no way. I, I mean, I hope there is a college football season. I hope no there way is I'm too. Sit there and, I hope I'm not going to sit there in January because it's a, you know, it's yeah. a reasonable ticket. Is that a yeah, dog? Was that a dog yeah. that just barked trying to get on the show? Yeah. That's, uh, What's Cody. the dog's name? What's the oh, dog's Cody. name? Cody. Yeah. My, my, my daughter gave, gave her the name. Oh. Um, yeah. My next one will be a front rescue, but we got him from a puppy barn. Okay. What he, is there? Cody? Cody is what kind of dog? Uh, he's a King Charles American Eskimo Poodle. He's a mutt. Oh, man. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right, uh, I'm a mutt, can, too, so that works well. I mean, me, too. The Jewish, <laughs> Russian, Colombian face. So, <laughs> there you um, go. But you live in the dream, and I'm just trying to I'm just trying to hang on. But it's more good than bad. I just hope things get better, and I'm so glad that we have sports. Isn't it but great so having far, it back? Isn't it great? I, it is. They look at the box scores. They check out the TV at times. I like the channel surf. But it's the Dodgers, awesome. uh, it wasn't a good. It wasn't. A, it was a bad loss yesterday. Clayton Kershaw is already. You know, that just shows you how hard, how unbelievable that Phil Negro and Nolan Ryan pitch into that mid forties and good at it too. He's thirty two. He's got already got a back injury now. I mean, step back, but it, I, I just start thinking things are gonna get worse. And then, and, and now they're gonna be letting more teams in the league. It's not around Robin. I gotta, Robin, I like gotta tell you, Mitch. Best. 
I have um, I've known Phil Necro for a long time, and uh, great guy. And Phil always said he thinks guys today are to spend too much time in the gym. That they don't work on flexibility and stretching. That they spend too much time trying to be buff for the beach. Right. right. Well, and, I he, try and he thinks that he thinks that's where a lot of these injuries come from. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but they have, they have more free time. They don't have to work in the off season. They they yeah, they're dedicated. They to, do. You can say he's dedicated they, to his craft. He's not like. Oh, I get you. Like I'm just like, saying is that I think a lot of these guys would rather be and appreciate your call. A lot of these guys would rather look great in their underwear than maybe do what's best. Flexibility, uh, uh, yoga, stretching. As long as they're eating right and using their own body weight. I hear that all the time. Is using your own body weight is better than using free weights. Using your own body weight for athletes and working on flexibility and stretching and everything and using your own body weight to exercise is better than being in the gym and trying to throw around slabs of metal. Unless you're a defensive lineman, offensive lineman, something like that. Uh, but for baseball players, seriously. Joe from Cleveland joins us. Joe, what are you doing this morning, Joe? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, real quick, I'm 39 years old, and I look great in my underwear. See, Joe, I, that's, no, wait a minute, now i got to ask, though. i got to ask, not a too personal question. Uh, do you spend on expensive underwear? No. Okay, so you're just re- regular, regular off-the-rack underwear is fine with you. Hanes. Hanes. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, didn't Michael Jordan market Hanes? Yeah, he did. Yeah, back in is. the day, Jordan walked around in his Hanes. There it is. Yeah, wait till we get our, I think, was it, wait till we get our Hanes on you? Wasn't so that real quick, the, guys, I, I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, um, I'm a Kansas Jayhawk amongst a lot of things, so rock chalk, and it was really okay. difficult this season to see Bill Self and the Jayhawks cruise under the clouds of sanctions and pull together a number one seed team and then have what happened with COVID. And, and I think the best thing the NCAA did was cancel the season. Okay, so baseball's back, and I think it's going to work. 60 games. You know, I do like the DH because it, it gets Yoannis Cespedes back in the game. He hit a home run. I think baseball's going to work. They'll have a playoff. It'll be great. Go to the offseason. Football seems relatively unaffected, but here's my question. As basketball goes into this bubble, the NBA, I'm curious how this is going to work out because you have this, uh, I think it's, it's not even all the teams in the league. They're going to play for a few months. And then what happens in, at Halloween when, when they're supposed to start their 82-game season? Well, they're going to go season? to, uh, I've, from, what, from what I've been told, and I, I co-host a podcast with Shaquille O'Neal, so I hear a lot of NBA stuff. And from some people around the NBA, they're talking about like a December 1st to December 8th start to the season for next year. It's going to be a quick okay. turnaround. Players know it. But they want to make full money next year. And the NBA has for a long time wanted to push back the start of their year. So they're going to push it back reportedly like five weeks. So that's, that's, the, that's the number. They'll push their start back like five weeks and that will push their season into July. So the NBA Finals will end probably towards right around this time next year. We'll probably be seeing the end of the NBA Finals next year. God willing, everything goes well. That'll be awesome because the NBA uh, Conference Finals and Finals in July, I'm all for it. I don't know about you, but I'm all for it. Well, thanks for answering all right, brother. that question. Take care of yourself, man. Bye. See you. Appreciate that very much. Very cordial caller there. Kevin, that was like the, the, the most cordial caller, like well-mannered. Oh, for sure. Especially I mean, well, do you tell people this morning. Do you tell people when, when you're going to talk to, uh, when you're going to address Mr. Kincaid, be very cordial? Like, be, 
Seems like a nice guy to have a beer with, I'm sure. Yeah, it did. Sound like a really nice guy. uh, I always love the fact that we get the guys that are up way early in the morning calling this show. Like that, or the guys that are either getting in late. When we get the California callers, the Arizona callers, the, we had an Alaska caller earlier today. I always love that one, like the middle of the night Alaska caller that finds the John Kincaid show. That is, you, you people are awesome. You absolutely are are fantastic, and it certainly uh, it certainly adds to the fun. Uh, adds to the fun of the show. Hey, I'm jealous of them. Was it like three, four o'clock in the morning uh, there at that time? And it's sunny out, or it's like there's well, sun. <laughs> it's not pitch crazy. black, dark. Yeah, but it's cr- it, it, it's very crazy. You know, I used to I used to host a lot of shows with Mark Schlereth uh, back at ESPN Radio, and Mark would talk to us about how crazy it was that you'd have to have this special lighting if you had money. You could have this special lighting put in your house that would make you think that it was daylight. Have you ever heard of this? Like it would be. No, I feel be... like I should, though, because my grandfather actually lived in Alaska. He, he worked really? there for you. Yeah, he, he left for work and, uh, you know, came back a year later, you know, visited every six months. Or well, like... it was like, it was like, so wait a minute, was your grandmother there with him? No, she had my mom and, you know, my uncles and aunts. So she so he was in, he was in Alaska for a year and just like. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. See, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine not seeing my wife or my daughter or whatever for you. He tried convincing them all to uh, move down, but my grandmother wouldn't. Yeah, she wouldn't go do that. She's too smart for that. Hey, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. I'll probably be in Alaska. That is the truth. It could be a much different way. We could be doing like a back to the future thing here. You 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 may never have been born if that had happened. Uh,. My mom's st- my mom's still alive, and again, she is on. My mom's ninety one; she'll be ninety one on September first, and she says she's planning on being here for ninety one. But uh, I can't see her because of the two week quarantine rule in the state of Pennsylvania. So, Kevin, I'm going to ask you for a little advice here. Yeah. My mom has begun her jailbreak. Mm-hmm. She has said flat out. I am not doing this shelter in place anymore. I'm 91 years old. I've lived my life. I am getting out. So she has gone to the store. She has gone out to eat. She yeah. has been taken out by, because she, and with full, uh, with full, you know, asking, and she flat out told her doctor, I'm not staying, I'm not staying in the house anymore. You, you can't, you can't stay isolated forever. It's not healthy. And she yet- says it's worse. She says it's worse for her. She goes, it's been driving her crazy. So she's doing the jailbreak. And yeah, she I feel like it. you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I didn't see my gra- my grandparents, my grandpa's 81, my grandma's 76. I went three months without seeing them. Oh my gosh. And they live right up the road. And what? it's. It's crazy. Well, my, my mom's like, she's on jailbreak now. She says, I am going anywhere I want to go. And she flat out said, if, I, if, if COVID somehow invades my body, then COVID invades my body. Now, do, would, you go, do would you go visit her? Like, you get okay, tested well, it's two a, weeks prior. And then... Okay, now, now they're, ma- they're telling you you have to quarantine for two weeks to see her. Yeah. That if I want to come to Pennsylvania. So if I fly in, I have to sign a form and all this kind of stuff that I'm going to. And I can't do that. I can't be away from work for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, would you fly into Atlantic City or fly into Wilmington or fly into Baltimore and rent a car and drive up and violate the law? What would they with or the 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 state regulations? I know the rules are tough. Would so. you? Would you? If you were me, would you? 
I listen. I don't. My know. mom said. My mom's flat out said. She goes. Look, she's going out. You know, I was she's about like, to say. How many times do you think you're going to see your mom again? That's why I say. I, I would. Do I'm it. not going to let. I'm not going to let the governor tell me I'm not allowed to go see my mother. Yeah. I'm just not doing it, and it's weird because. I've got people I talk to some of my listeners in Atlanta about, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you're willing to, like, blatantly disregard the law? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And I said, because, first of all, it's not a law. It's not a – so I'm going to – To see your mom, it's 100% worth it. And, I'm, and, I'm, and especially when she's like, I would love to see you. And I, and I, would, not be, I would not be able to handle it if something happened to her. Yeah. And no, I didn't get to you, see you her. Gotta, you got to do it. I, I, feel I, I think you got to do it. I got to do it. I yeah. got to violate whatever recommendations – that are given, I got to do it. I, I just can't. There's no way because if something happens to my mom and I don't see her before she goes, and she says it's okay, she goes, I, you know, she goes, if it did happen, that I don't get to see her. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking of doing that here. Yeah, I would bit. do it. You know, get tested prior to, just to make yes. sure that. You know, and I get, I get, you're healthy and safe, and then. Uh, and my, and my bosses are good with that. We, uh, we've got access to, we've had access to testing and everything like that, so it's been good to be able to do that. So. Uh, but I'm ready to violate the. I'm ready to violate the orders. I'm with you a thousand percent. I would do the got, same thing if I was in your shoes. I gotta see. I gotta see her. I gotta see her, and I gotta figure out how to do it. Uh, great job today, Kevin. You've done a fantastic Thank job. Thank you. I today. appreciate it. You've done a really, really good job. Let's just today. hope uh, Cuomo or and uh, Wolf ain't uh, listening right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he, well, if he is listening, he'll have the uh, he'll have the authorities waiting for me somewhere on ninety five. But he doesn't know where I'm going to come in from, so he would have no idea to be able to track me down. Uh, hopefully, everybody has had has another great week, another healthy week, another inspired week, another the meeting of the can people, not the can't people, the can people. Every single Sunday convenes right here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks to Kevin Dexter. Good luck, Kevin. And uh, again, Kevin Wall, fantastic job today for the vacationing Anthony Pierno. Have a blessed week. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy sports. We'll debate it more. Next week, we'll have basketball and hockey, too. It's unbelievable. John Kincaid Show. See you next Sunday. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.